Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me once again. I am your host, Chris Kiefer, and of course... This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, quads, and street bikes. See how I put quads in there for you guys? I don't think any quad listeners are, are actually listening to this podcast, you think? But if you are, go to Rocky Mountain. Because they have low prices, unparalleled customer service, and F-R-E-E, that's spelled free if you graduated high school or sixth grade, three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is a premier shopping destination for all of us crazies out there that like to get outdoors. Go to Rocky Mountain. And of course, you know where I'm going. Fly. I want to live the fly life. FlyRacing.com. JT, Max Steffens, and a whole host of good guys over there at WPS. Thank you, Fly Racing. Go to flyracing.com, pick out your favorite gear set. Gear set. Suck it, Seven Deuce Deuce. Gear set. And then go buy it over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. And in the notes section, say, I listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. There is no discount code. But nonetheless, I'm putting this in here just to let you know that I like the show. Thank you guys at Fly Racing. And last but certainly not least, the guys over at Racetech, Racetech.com, Paul Feed. He is a magical human being. He has been around. You know what? You can't be in this industry if you're a fake, if your stuff doesn't work. Paul Feed has been around for a very, very long time. Okay? I once went away from Racetech stuff. I am now back. It's better than ever. They have quality people over there doing the work. Always friendly. They take care of you. If you don't like a setting, they will make you happy. Trust me. They made me happy on my Honda CRF450R. They made me happy on my Kawasaki KX450F. They're making me happy on my Honda Grom. That's right. Still not done yet, but the Honda Grom podcast is coming. So hang tight for all you Grommers out there. And if you're in the high des, let's go Gromming together. But hey, Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. That it does. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the good old red, white, and blue. Discover why when racers can choose, they choose Racetech. Experience the Gold Valve advantage by logging on to Racetech.com. Thank you. All right, guys, we're back here. Another week has flown by. It just seems like I do podcasts all the time, but I only do once a week. I do not know how Mathis does it. I am really busy riding dirt bikes, typing about dirt bikes, and talking about dirt bikes. But Mathis seems to be just talking his ear off, or other people's ear off, right? 
so much work. I was thinking about doing two shows per week, but I just got too much damn riding to do. So if it slows down a little bit, I'll get to two shows per week. But guess what? 2019s are coming, all right? Less than, what is, middle of May right now? We are less than three weeks away, or right around three weeks, till the first 2019 introduction. Holy shit, can you believe that? That's insane. I can't believe we're already talking 2019. Ah, Seems like they come out earlier and earlier every year. But in this podcast, we are going to talk about WP. That's right. KTM, Husqvarna guys, rejoice. WP cone valve fork and Trax shock. T-R-A-X shock. You guys know that I love me some KTM Orange Brigade life and not to mention the Husqvarna FC450 Rockstar Edish. I am a huge fan of those bikes. Quite possibly, I'm not going to get crazy, but quite possibly the best production bikes that I have ever swung a leg over. Yes, I love me a Yamaha. Yes, I love me a Honda. But I love me some Orange Brigade, and I like that Rockstar Edition. If I had to choose one or the other, and I get that question a lot, what would you rather have, Kiefer, an orange or a white bike? I would say an orange bike, but here is the asterisk that's right by that statement. I need a spring fork. The only thing missing from those two bikes is a spring fork. Yes, the WP48AER fork is pretty good for an air fork, but it still doesn't have that feel that I want that comes from a spring fork. Now, for those of you that are younger in age listening to this podcast, maybe you grew up on air forks. I didn't. I grew up on spring forks. So that feeling that I want, that I need, is in a spring fork feel. Even I still feel like even if you're a younger generation and you're listening to this podcast and you're riding dirt bikes, there's still a huge benefit to spring forks. There's a reason why all these factory guys are running spring forks. Not all of them. But I would say over 80% of these guys are on spring fork simply because of consistency, okay? The constant feel that you get from a spring fork never leaves. You know what it's going to do. You might have a better setting. You might even have a little bit better comfort on that AER fork or any air fork for that matter, which is tough to do, but it is possible. But I'm telling you guys... It changes over the course of your moto. If you're running five laps, disregard everything I say because it's not going to matter, all right? So plain and simple, for those of you guys out there that bought a KTM, that bought a Husqvarna, that's on WP AER forks, and you're a weekend warrior, and you're out there, you're doing a few laps, you come in and bullshit with your friends, you go out for another few laps, yep, chances are your fork's just fine. You don't need a set of cone valve forks. Cone valve fork and sh- the track shock is specifically made for guys that are aggressive, that ride a lot, that duration of riding is longer, and they're serious about performance and racing, okay? I'm on that end of the spectrum where I still like to go race, I want to be aggressive, I still like to learn, I like to go fast. I'm not at that point in my life where 
I'm riding once or twice a week and I'm hanging out and I just ride for a few laps and I'm tired. So I know most of you guys out there, maybe this podcast isn't what you're looking for. Maybe you just want to listen to it just to see what it's like. But that doesn't mean you're going to have to go spend, you know, $4,000, whatever this is. Oh, it's 42, so $4,250 for this fork. I'm looking at my notes here. And $2,550 for the shock. So you're you're spending almost $7,000 in suspension. That's damn near a motorcycle, right? So, of course, this stuff isn't for everyone, but there is a few niche people for you pulp listeners out there, you know what niche is, right? That want this set of stuff. That's that's the the asterisk that I was talking about. I would go purchase a KTM with my own money, which I almost did because I like that bike so much, but Heather kind of cock blocked me off of that, so I didn't get to go purchase the KTM. Damn it. But I would need at least a spring fork on there. So then I'd be dumping another 4G into my already ten, eleven thousand dollar factory edition motorcycle, right? It's a lot of damn money. And especially for me, how much I ride, the bike's gonna be roached out in six months. So a lot of things to think about here, but if you're just an average guy, you're out there ripping around with your buddies, you're not gonna need a cone valve fork, okay? So just disregard what I'm about to do with this podcast because I don't feel like you guys need it that much. That AER fork is pretty damn good. It's pretty comfortable. I just feel like it needs a little bit more consistency. And that's not nothing against WP. That's just an air fork. You know, that's just the way the air fork is. That's its character. That's its nature is... You know, it's going to change over time. It's never going to feel the same. It's going to go up in air pressure when it gets hot. All these things that us old dudes, older guys, are not used to. And even faster guys that want to rip, they don't want an inconsistent feeling because the key to going fast, guys, is consistency. You want your bike to do the same shit all the time. That's what I look for in a dirt bike, not just suspension, in a chassis. The whole dirt bike itself, if I hit the bump several times, let's say you're doing a 30-minute motor, you do 15 laps in that span of time, I want the bike to do the same thing every lap, okay? If I hit the bump and it reacts one way, I expect it to react that way every single time. Yes, of course, the bumps get bigger, they change, but... As a rider, you know what to expect when things change. If something out of the ordinary happens, that's when you roll off the throttle. That's when you don't go as fast. That's when you lose confidence. And and a lot of that confidence is to do a suspension. So enough of me rambling on about that kind of stuff. But I got, I just kind of want to preface that pot with this podcast with so you guys are understanding like, hey, I'm not just doing the podcast, you know, about the WP cone valve fork and track shock because I think everyone needs it. No. This is for you guys out there that have a little bit of money that want to spend, you know, what you guys have left over from dumping a lot of money already in this motorcycle and to making yourself a better rider. So you'd be surprised how many emails I get about this setup. Have you have Kiefer, have you had this setting? Do you know about it? Is it better than this? Should I just go with the, the fork and not the shock? Blah 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 blah. So I saw something out there that I felt like needed to be addressed, so 
I went with WP. I called him up. Joey over there, WP, helped me out a lot. Ola, he works for WP. Great guys over there. They've dialed me in with some suspension on my Rockstar Edition. This is what this podcast is about. So roll this over into your KTM, guys. All right? So I spent both many hours on a KTM and a many hours on this Rockstar Edition. So this you know, suspension podcast is going to be the same between each bikes. But just to be 100% transparent, this is on a Husqvarna that I have. I, KTM couldn't loan me a factory edition long enough, insert sad face, to do a long-term test with the KTM. So that's why I have the Husqvarna. Thank you, Andy Jefferson, for letting me use this thing. It's a great bike. So first things first, went to WP. They gave, I, gave them, um, I gave them my weight, all my riding ability, how often I'm riding, what I'm looking for out of this whole chassis feel. Um, and also, too, just to let you guys know, you have to have a pretty good chassis to get a good feeling on the track. Yes, the suspension is important, but if you don't have a good, you know, production chassis, if it's too stiff, if it's too soft, this suspension that you're about to spend money on, whatever it is, I'm not just talking about this set of suspension, whatever it is, is only a band-aid for the real problem, which is the frame, which is the chassis. So these new bikes, all these new bikes that are out right now have pretty damn good chassis, so it's easy for us to set up suspension to be tailor-made for each guy. So back in the day, a lot of rigidity problems, and people tried to do suspension work, and it was tough to get a bike that handled just because the underlying problem was the frame. It wasn't the suspension. So you hear a lot of guys saying, oh, man, it's a little bit stiff. Well, a lot of that has to do with your frame, not your fork and shock. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruddedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or ruddedracing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. 
Go over there, check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order 12, get 10 for free. Later. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So, founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeyFrankTesting.com, I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good that lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff 
couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at kieferinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. So Ola, Joey dialed me in, got me a set of cone valve fork and track shock. We went to Glen Helen to test. I went through several sets of fork and shock settings to get something that I thought was better than stock, that was consistent, that I liked. So I started out baseline at Glen Helen. By the way, it's very rough right now because every single pro is out there getting ready for Glen Helen National in Sacramento. So it was really good to test. Stock condition, Husqvarna, really good acceleration traction. I like that. I didn't have a lot of complaints of the rear end as much as I did the fork. As the day went on, as the laps wore, you know, wore on, my fork got a little bit... The stock AER fork got a little bit harsh on the very top of its stroke. So initial touch coming in the first few bumps was a little bit harsh feeling. And I guess how I can explain to you guys out there that have these forks, there's what I call a crust. There's like a crust you have to break through to get to this plush feel that we all want, right? Well, that crust is not very big when you first start riding, right? You break through that crust, maybe you don't even feel it. It's nice and supple and it feels plush, but as the fork gets hot and it builds pressure, I like to call that crust gets longer, okay? So just think of it as, you know, in the beginning when the fork is not hot, the crust is maybe only the first inch or two of your travel and then as it grows it could be three to five inches of crust before you get to a plush feel i just feel like it just changes too much right so we wanted something consistent ola gave me a set of fork to try immediately guys what you guys can expect from a cone valve fork i'm telling you the first thing i notice is the weight difference okay people think three pounds isn't enough or i'm sorry isn't a lot of weight that's bullshit Three pounds in the fork is a lot of weight. So if there is one negative for me, going to a cone valve fork versus an AER fork is the weight. What does that do on the track, Kiefer? Well, let me tell you. When you put the cone valve fork on, your side-to-side movement, so like think about leaning into a corner or cutting down off from a blown-out area of the berm or a rut or whatever, that side-to-side feeling gets a little bit heavier. And that's what's so beautiful about a KTM and a Husqvarna. It feels really light side-to-side. So you're losing a little bit of that, not not a whole lot, 
but you will notice a heavier steering feel. So how I can explain that to you guys listening at home is when you're turning down into a rut, I feel like the front end is very grabby, which to me doesn't bother me. But nonetheless, that's a change that you're going to feel. The side-to-side weight, which is going to be a little bit heavier, so direction changes are going to be a little bit heavier, and also pulling down, or I like to call it sometimes, oversteer of the front end, okay? It'll pull down a little bit in the rut, and it's more grabby and more sensitive to your input to the handlebar. With the AER fork, it feels really light. It doesn't have that oversteer feeling. Um, if anything, it kind of feels like maybe has some understeer and vague feeling, but now you're at the opposite end of the spectrum going to a cone valve fork. So there are some changes that way that make the character character of the bike a little bit different, so be aware of that. But immediately on the track, after I noticed those things, I noticed a consistent, more dampening feel of the fork. It wasn't such a ramp where I had this, you know, little bit of crust and then get through the crust and all of a sudden a plush feel. It was a same, the stroke, the whole stroke of the cone valve fork was consistent and I knew what it was going to do. So right away, I knew I was in the right direction when I put this on, guys, okay? This is one of the few things, I guess, that I can relate to. I try to relate it to you guys as far as, okay, hey, Kiefer, I got a Honda... I'm gonna go put some uh, Showa A kit stuff on my on my on my fork on my Honda. Am I gonna feel a difference? Going from a WP AER fork to a WP cone valve fork is more noticeable change, okay, than going from a production Showa 49 fork to a 49 Showa A kit fork. The money that you're spending in the Showa realm, to me, doesn't make sense because you're dealing with similar parts with the Showa. You're dealing with a similar feeling. I've ridden with some A-kit stuff that takes time to get set up, okay? For example, that Racetech stuff that I had on the Honda, I got lucky where they actually nailed the A-kit stuff pretty good where it was a noticeable difference. But don't expect... For you guys out there to go buy some show A-Kit stuff and to be a drastically different bike, that's not the case. With what, what I like about WP stuff, not only have they come a long way in back in the day, but their stuff is quality, and I can feel a difference on the track going from one fork to the other. I've tried AER, obviously. I've tried Cone Valve, and I've tried Cone Valve Air. The best stuff for my front-end steering ass, which I need a lot of front-end bite traction, is a cone valve fork. Consistent, easy, it's not a big secret what cone valve is, it's just a shimless mid-valve, it's based on a cup and a cone, but it's just pretty basic stuff, it's not rocket science, but it works. I like that, and I like the fact that there's a difference on the track. You guys know me through this podcast. If you met me, I'm all about how it feels on the track. I don't give a shit what you have on the paper. I don't give a shit what your dyno shows me. 
I need proof on the track. And to me, this cone valve fork provides a better damping feel. I get more front end traction. Obviously, I told you about a little bit grabby feel. But I get a consistent damping feel. Now, Kiefer, is it harsher than my stock production fork? No. It is firmer. Okay, so I'm getting a firmer feel. And of course, now, think about this, guys. Once again, it's who sets it up, okay? Obviously, I had the WP guys set mine up, but you guys will be going to an authorized WP center. Wherever that is, you guys can look that up over at WP's um, website and find the nearest authorized center. And then pick who wants to do your stuff, okay? That's up to you guys. There is no more in-house WP, you know, WP factory services. That's They're gone, that doesn't exist anymore. So you can't have WP do your stuff. There's authorized centers that will do your stuff. And of course, Racetech has a great WP guy there. So that's who I would recommend going to. Um, but whoever that is, it's only as good as your setup. So I would want a little bit firmer of a feel where I can push my bike. The cone valve allows that. Where I think the AER fork doesn't allow it is being more aggressive. If I wanted to be more aggressive with the AER fork, obviously I'm going to have to up the air pressure, and then I'm going to get a harsher feel. With the cone valve fork, I want a little bit of a firmer feel, but I'm not getting a harsher feeling from the fork. Okay, I can push harder with the cone valve. I get a consistent feel, and the plushness factor, the crust is not as apparent as the AER fork. So that's what's bitching about this cone valve fork is I can push harder. It lets you do that without sacrificing comfort and plushness. So again, I tried, I'm looking at my settings here. I tried five different settings of fork, okay, at Glen Helen. And then I continued to ride with the setting that I came up with that I like, or I should say Ola came up with that I liked, and I've ran it at several different tracks, and it's consistent. It doesn't change. With the AER fork, I feel like the bike feels different at different tracks. Now that I have this fork on, it's a consistent feeling for every track that I go to. I've been to five tracks, okay? I've been to Sunrise, I've been to Glen Helen, I've been to Paula, I've been to Milestone, and I went to Zaka. Okay, those five tracks, different types of terrain, different speeds, all had a same character feeling for me in the front end because of this cone valve fork. I'm telling you guys, if you're on a KTM Husqvarna and you're looking for a little bit more comfort and performance, you've heard me say this, it's tough to do. But this cone valve fork, spring fork, really works works really well. Now moving to the back with a track shock, I didn't notice a huge difference. I noticed a little bit firmer of a feel. I run 103 millimeters of sag with this track shock. Um, tracks, I should say. It's tough to say tracks and shock in one word. But nonetheless, 103 millimeters of sag, that's a good setting that WP recommends. Again. That's going to be up to the suspension dealer that you go through where your sag is. But if you guys are running this shock, try 103 millimeters of sag. I've been 
around WP stuff enough, especially this shock, that I've tried different SAG numbers, and 103 has been the best for me, especially if you guys are front-end steering. Oh, and just a note as well, I'm on the second line of the fork for the fork height, okay, which is almost right around, I would say, four to five millimeters of fork height up front. So the benefit I see and I've felt going from a standard WP shock to this Trax version is now the Trax is set off. I, if When I turn it on, I never really liked it when the Trax was on. It was supposed to be more attached to the ground, give me more acceleration traction, but I also felt like it kicked a little bit more and it was a little bit more active and I didn't like that. I like a dead feeling rear end. So with it off, I feel like I can charge into D-cell bumps, braking bumps harder because the, the rear end doesn't move as much. It has more of a planted dead feel. Now, for those of you guys listening that ride off-road, fast GPs or on fire road, square edge, having it on to me I think is a benefit for you guys because you're not dealing with off-throttle situations as much as motocross riders are. Us moto dudes, we're on, off, on, off the throttle all the time, so we want a little bit more of a dead feeling, at least for me, and I would assume most are like that as well, so I get less kicking from the rear end. If you're hauling, at, hauling ass off-road-wise down a fire road or down a trail, you want that shock to move a little bit to stick to the ground so your tires are constantly on the ground. So that's what the differences are between having the tracks on and off. So for those of you off-roaders out there listening to this, have a setting with it on. It works better for you guys at high speeds. Moto guys, I would say have your dealer or the guy who's doing your suspension leave it off and go with more of a dead feeling. The benefit for me is obviously you can ride more aggressive. Um, coming out of corners, I would say acceleration traction didn't really change much. It was more of a sideways move for me going from the standard shock to this track shock. Um, I like the acceleration traction. I like a rear wheel that's hooked up a lot. And that is, is what this KTM and Husqvarna do so well is it connectivity to the rear wheel. I would say with the tracks off... I'm getting a sideways move. which I call sideways is it's not any better, it's not any worse. It's about the same. Everything for the better would be off-throttle off sensation to me. D-cell bumps, it stays flatter. It doesn't give me a little bit of a kick like the stock shock does. Um, I can come into the corner harder, and I can over-jump stuff into braking bumps better with this shock. So let me give you an example of the situation. So... A couple instances where at Zaka, I can jump into the, where these you, a slow speed tabletop into a corner. Braking bumps start to form on the downside of the you know the landing of the jump, or immediately right when the flat ground starts to come into play. So you have a transition landing, and all of a sudden the braking bumps right there. With the stock shock, I land perfectly on the downside of a jump, but the rear end loads and unloads and springs me far forward okay so it kind of almost gives you like a kicking endo sensation with this track stuff i can land the same spot 
but it doesn't release as quick and it stays planted. It's just like I said, a more of a dead feeling and less reactive. I like that because I can be more aggressive. I can land in some brakey bumps, not having to be so soft and springy where it's going to blow me out and you know pitch me over the bars. It's just a firmer feeling, which you're going to have to get used to a little bit, but it's more friendlier to the rider that's more aggressive. So the more aggression you have with your riding style, the better the shock will work. A lot of guys ask me, Kiefer, do I need both? My answer to you is, and maybe WP doesn't agree with me, okay? My answer to you guys out there is no. I feel like the stock shock is pretty good. Like I said, unless you're racing a lot and being aggressive, then I would say yes, go with the the track stuff. But the biggest difference you're going to feel is with the front fork, in my opinion. So yes, you can use the stock rear, use the CV front, and be happy. So... I was just fortunate enough to to test both, but I have been on motorcycles just with the cone valve fork and the stock shock, and it was pretty damn good as well. I just like to be aggressive and try to go as fast as I can, so this is where this shock helps me out. So overall, guys, I would say this is, to me, like I said, fork is definitely worth the money. If you're going to feel a change, WP is where you feel it in the broad spectrum of things of pricing for a kit style stuff the wp stuff isn't as expensive as the kyb kit and the showa a kit stuff and i feel like you're getting more um, out of this set of suspension than you will be from a showa or kyb stuff i've i've preached that for a while that was no secret all just doing this test just reconfirms that for me especially with the new chassis that the Husqvarna and KTM come out with I have ridden with WP um, cone valve fork and the track stuff on previous generation frames that worked just as well but with the chassis change that KTM did and Husqvarna did with this new model and you'll be seeing some new models come out this week from KTM um, the 19s will be shown on the internet, keyforinktesting.com. You can go there. Think starting tomorrow, you will see some stuff up there. And then maybe later in the week, I don't know. But see how you learn stuff on this podcast? That's nothing about the title of this podcast. We're talking about tracks and cone valve fork. And then you're learning about when you're going to look at the 19s. See? There's always little hidden gems in this podcast here, people. Tell a friend. God damn it. (laughs) But no, going back to what I said, the pricing's right if you have the money. Obviously, not everybody has four grand. But if you're in the market for some stuff, this is the most affordable aftermarket A-kit. I should say aftermarket. Just um, A-kit style stuff. So cool that WP offers it and it's cool that it works and it holds up I've ran the shit out of this stuff for last year let's see I ran it about 42 hours okay and never rebuilt um, never rebuilt anything just bled the fork and did adjustments never changed the oil and it was fine I don't recommend you guys doing that but I'm just letting you guys know worst case scenario I have done that and it's fine so 
Yeah, I'm just looking over my notes here for you guys. Nothing really out of the ordinary that I haven't already talked about. Um, again, the stroke and the fork is much smoother. Um, the action is less sticky feeling as well. Um, if I didn't mention that in the cone valve fork versus the AER fork, there is a little bit of a stiction. I guess that's what you call the crust that I've been mentioning. And um, yeah, to me, I'm going to leave this stuff on for a while. Uh, may or may not be racing Mammoth. And if I, if I am, I will be racing it on this Husqvarna WP stuff. Excited about 2019. Hopefully, um, I can roll this WP stuff over onto the new bikes, which I'm excited about. And if you guys have any questions about WP stuff, which you guys do because I get a lot of it, you can always go to Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Give me a few days. Chances are I'll get back to you, and maybe you'll get lucky, and I'll be on the computer, and I'll answer you right away. I know that I've been getting about between 40 to 60 emails a day about questions. I would say 70% of those are legit. 30% of those are very lame that I will not answer. And if I do answer them, most likely they're in a sarcastic tone. So I'm sure you guys out there that have gotten one of those know what I'm talking about. So anyway, thanks to WP, thanks to Joey, thanks to Olaf for getting this stuff. And hey, go check them out. You can go look at wp-group.com. That's wp-group.com. Go look at the fork. Go look at the shock. Look at what they offer. Find an authorized center where you guys can go buy this stuff. Pick your favorite suspension company to get it valved. Someone that knows WP, you know, Racetech, Racetech.com. And, yeah, enjoy it. I think it's it's a much better option front-end-wise than what you're dealing with right now in the KTM Husqvarna world. Again, spending money, but when don't you spend money when it comes to the sport, right? Otherwise, um, you guys can hit me up for some settings, but nothing out of the ordinary for settings with me. Obviously, you guys are going to be different. Um, when we set it up with Ola, I think we have, what, let me look here. We have 5.0 fork springs in my fork, and I'm running a 4.8 shock spring. So, Pretty close to what I was running on a Yamaha. I think I'm running five ones on my fork on the Yamaha and a five O shock. So again, a little bit softer of a setting, but then the valving is much different than it is with the SSS fork. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Look for more podcasts coming soon. And yeah, if you guys are KTM Husqvarna owners, this is a very good modification to do if you're racing. And if you're serious about getting faster on your dirt bike, WP makes quality stuff. And hey, even if you've got a Japanese model, I've ridden, not to get off the subject here, not to make this podcast any longer, but I have ridden, not this year, but last year's Honda with WP stuff. And I'm going to have to tell you guys, it was pretty damn good compared to the Showa stuff that I had on it. And that was, you know, stock, obviously, but went to a cone valve fork and a track shock and again same character dead feeling planted um, consistent i felt like the stock show stuff was a little bit soft obviously going to a cone valve firmed it up i could charge harder so if you guys are in the market and have a japanese bike don't rule out wp stuff as well go check that out their website if you got any questions about that stuff feel free to hit me up and uh wp's come a long way people 
I remember back in the day, not even maybe, let's see, 10 to 12 years ago, when you had a WP suspension, you're like, oh my God, I wish I had KYB stuff, right? Well, a lot of these guys are putting, especially in Europe, are putting WP stuff on their Japanese bikes. Um, I know Chad was, you know, really testing some WP products, but it was in the middle of the year, so he kept with some KYB internals in his fork. But don't be surprised when Chad comes back to racing next year, he's not on WP all the way around his bike, inside of his fork leg. No KYB internals. Don't be surprised if that happens because WP's come a long way and it's really good stuff. So thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you listening and supporting my podcast and checking it out. And hopefully I'll be giving you guys more information soon on some upcoming things. Again, look for some new bike stuff up on KieferInkTesting.com this week. Woo, 2019s. I'm excited. Second week of June. Kawasaki intro. Ooh, it's going to be good. I'm excited. So stay tuned. You know the channel. You know the website. Kiefer tested. KieferInkTesting.com. See you guys. Thank you.